0: Vogelsang Pest Management has programs for everyone's budget. Call us at 314-601-1789. Vogelsang Pest Management, serving your family like you're our family. Westplex 107.1, it is BS in the morning on a Wednesday morning. Good morning to you, Shelley. How are you doing today?
1: I'm wonderful. Hey, Brad, guess what day it is.
0: It's hump day.
1: It's hump day.
0: Yeah, and it's crazy weather day. Snow showers throughout the area, currently 30 degrees. Lots of traffic issues this morning. Supposed to snow uh, all the way up until about 11 o'clock this morning. Uh, No, not much accumulation, like maybe an inch or less already. If you look out and about, if you're driving around, and if you're just getting out of the house, you'll probably notice that on most of the uh, streets and sidewalks it's uh, it was actually a little bit too warm for snow to stick but it is uh, still right now below freezing so uh, as far as the air temperature is concerned so I know there are lots of accidents throughout the area so please be careful you know we're not the biggest radio station we can't afford to lose any of our listeners that's true yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, weather, uh, taking a look at the, uh, you know, me, Mr. Weather Geek, looking at the weather radar here. Uh, the uh, activity right now is pretty much all over the St. Louis area. But believe it or not, we're on the tail end of it. Uh, the snow that's moved through, most of it's been to the north of us. But uh, very, like I said, it should be out of here by about nine, ten o'clock. So after that, should be a decent day, but still going to be cold. And there's probably some chances of refreezing as the ground temperature does get down too close to where the air temperature is so we'll just have to wait and see what happens
1: well we're waiting and uh, (laughs) we're waiting (laughs) oh yeah it's a cold gray bucket of
0: (laughs) whatever you say
1: i know Uh, how you love that yeah yeah, that's one of my technical technological terms i
0: know there are people that cringe every time you say that hello
1: we just consider that a perk
0: Oh, no. what? That you cringe? Can you not hear me? You you're cutting in and out a couple times. No, you cringe. No, I don't. Well, do I cringe? Yes. I no, but it's just I know there are people going. Ugh, I don't like the way she says that. I,
1: I, people, they probably do that when you do Henry DiCarlo, Carlo too. What? What? Please don't put him on. <laughs> it's too early in the morning.
0: Excuse me, I got a cough. Too early for for Henry. Yes, you know, he 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 was telling us about about, uh, you know, the the you know, the uh, I haven't done Henry in a while. I haven't done him this entire week.
1: It's Wednesday, Brad.
0: <laughs> well, it's 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 two thirds of the way through the week. So, no, you know, no, no, no. <laughs> the entire me, three entire week. It's Wednesday. Three fifths <laughs> of the way through the week. So uh, stuff like that. Um, a lot of stuff in the news. Did you watch the debate at all last night?
1: What do you think? Uh, actually, no. I was actually at Sugar Fire in Wentzville celebrating Fat Tuesday.
0: What was going on there?
1: They were just having a Fat Tuesday party.
0: Now, why did you mention them? Because they won't do any advertising with us. You should have just said, I was at a restaurant last night in Wentzville.
1: Um, because they're going to be doing advertising with us.
0: We have we have people that will say to us, uh, hey, I'm not going to do advertising with you, but can you promote my business? and and sometimes maybe i come off as a bit of a smart ass i would say like no not you <laughs> i would say like well i'll tell you what uh, we'll eat your food and uh, but we are never going to say your name on the air and then, what i go well you know what why should we do that you know i mean why should we promote your business it would be like it would be like me walking into a car dealer and going like hey can i drive one of your new cars for a week and i'll say good things about you the, the chances are they're going to say, "Nah, we'll pass on that unless you're Didn't like
1: somebody give you that deal. No, Did?
0: no. Unless you're somebody like like, uh, I don't know, you know, a, a celebrity like maybe if you were like, uh, I don't know, uh, the Jordan, the, the the goalie for the blues or stuff like that, you know. They, they get deals like no, that.
1: No, I thought that you did that. I thought you did a promotion where you drew, drove a new Ford truck every week.
0: That was through Ford Ford Motor Company. That was actually through corporate. That was actually. And, and you know what? They used to do those kind of things because this guy that used to live by me uh, who runs an auto repair shop um, was like the weekend uh, automotive host in Camo X. And it was always sort of cool because, uh, you know, I'd always see these neat cars in front of his house. And they all, always had, uh, uh, most of the cars had, and ones I drove had what they call manufacturer's plates. I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, certain states that have like a lot of auto manufacturing in it, like uh, Michigan, they have special plates. that they, They're not like dealer plates. They're manufacturer plates. In other words, that they can legally drive cars on the road, and they're licensed uh, as uh, you know, the manufacturer. You know, and they don't have to title them or anything like. Well, they do title them, but they don't actually. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me, I got the cough still. Uh, they don't have to title them, and uh, I did that with Ford for a while, and it was cool. And I believe that most of the companies stopped doing that because it got to the point where they just didn't think they were getting enough bang for their buck. Uh, I did that for, gosh, I guess. Two three months, and like uh, it was. Sometimes it was for a week, and then uh, for two weeks, they just give me a brand new Ford. And started out with God, I, they spoiled me. Started out with a brand new F one fifty Crew Cab four by four. Man, that truck was nice. <gasps> yeah, <gasps> le- leather interior and the whole bit. And I drove all. Made sorts you want to
1: scratch and spit, didn't You know,
0: it? I, I have to tell you, and you're not gonna like this. The one I liked the least was a Lincoln, because you know why?
1: Hey, don't be busting on no, my no, no, Lincoln's, no, no, no. man. I'll
0: tell you why it had all the goofy electronic stuff in it which like for yeah. example it had that radio they had what they call the Wonder bar or something like that it,
1: yeah it, that's I, I don't like that either in their radio but I don't have that
0: it had it had the for people who don't know what it is it didn't have a volume knob it had a knob it had this this like aluminum bar that went across the front of and the radio you sat
1: there and you pressed it and that brought up the volume up or down. Yes,
0: you could hit a it took certain... took me a while to
1: figure that one out in one of those cars, but mine has buttons and it's got a THX certified surround sound. Well,
0: so many, you know, I, I, I keep hearing this from people and it's really interesting and not necessarily old people, but it's gotten to the point where I think the car manufacturers have gotten a little bit too sophisticated because sometimes you just want to grab a knob and you want to turn it to the right to give you heat. You know what I mean? Or you want? To, I have that. Uh, well, or you want to grab a knob and you want to turn up the, the, the fan, you know, so in other words, if you're driving along, and I think part of it is, I read an interesting article that talked about this, that that uh, this, a lot of the new electronics <coughs> is, hold on a minute, <coughs> okay, a lot of the new electronic systems create uh, diversions for the driver, they, they, it's the distracted driver thing, because, Think about it. When you're driving. But once
1: you get used to it, it's like no, second nature. No, 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 so no. So it's not an issue. No,
0: not necessarily. And that's what the point they were saying is because the tactile feel is that when you reach, when you're driving along, you're looking at the windshield and you reach down and you feel that knob, which is the blower control for your, you know, for your, your, your air heating or air conditioning, whichever, whichever, you know, time of the season it is. It's easy to just take that knob and feel it and turn it, whereas if you have to pull up something on a screen or if there's like a, you know, a up button that, you know, makes the blower go faster, if there's a down button, it's not as easy to find when you're driving along. You know what I'm saying?
1: It is when you know your car. Yeah,
0: but still, it's not to the point where it's not as easy as it is to to, you know, just have, you know, X amount of knobs in the car. And I think that's one of the things where sometimes technology gets to the point where it gets in the way of functionality, if that makes any sense.
1: Well, I always thought the push-button start – I mean, I I, drew, I drove up to Columbia to get my car. It's a, It was a used car. It had 18,000 miles. Now it's got, like, 170. But I drove up there because my other Lincoln was – I love that little Lincoln. It was on a Jaguar chassis. But anyway, I digress. But she was a good car to me. And um, so then I got this car and I was going to drive away, but it didn't have a key. It only had this fob. And, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know how to turn the car on. And so the, sal- the salesman came over and he goes, you push this button right here that says push to start. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, did not, did not even see that coming. So it that was my first uh, trial with, uh, you know, newfangledness.
0: Yeah, well, I, I've, I've driven those cars as well, too. And quite honestly, maybe if I got used to, like, like you, if I drove it every day, I'd like it. But I don't like those push-button starts. I like... You maybe, get
1: used to it because then well, like I said, you don't it, have to ke- sit there and take your car your, your keys out all the time if you've got a keyless entry. And it's just one more thing.
0: Yeah. I'm. I, I guess I am maybe, uh, and I, and it's not like the because the fact that I'm old guy because I've always been you know one of these people that I love technology, but I think when technology gets to the point where it just sort of gets out of control, you know, to the point where you're doing things just because it's technology, that's what I don't necessarily like. And um, you know, I, I think, and what's interesting about this is it started the philosophy of Apple. It's always has been the philosophy of Apple with all their computers, especially the iPhones and the Macs and things like that, that it's 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 intuitive and if you've and, and, and you know, think about it. Once you've seen kids who are like two years old and you hand them like like an iPad or something like that, and they can work it like a master, you go, Okay, I get what they're doing. You know, the Apple people are making it to the point. Now, the, the criticism of Apple is they've done that to the point where they sort of dumb things down to the point where, uh, you know, it, there there could be more uh, uh, options to uh, the phones and things like that that they don't put in because it makes it too complicated to operate. But that's one of their philosophies, to make it super simple. And that's why, like, even on, like you talk about, you know. You, that
1: one button is well, no, not super simple. No, the
0: new phones, the, 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 the 10s and the 11s, have no button. There's no button. I know
1: that is not super simple to me.
0: Well, but no, but 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 just like what you said about the thing with your keyless entry. Once you get the hang of it, you're going like, why? And Shelly, I have to tell you, don't take this the wrong way. I was a dyed-in-the-wool blackberry guy loved my blackberry got to a point I where i, I couldn't i couldn't get i couldn't get the support anymore i had i had it through sprint i had the service plan through sprint and when i go and when it broke the last time they go i'm sorry we don't service those anymore i well, why am i paying for the service plan so i i switched over to an android phone which i liked and then a friend of mine let me use his apple for a couple days his iphone and i went like oh my god and and it's just like it's just like once you've you've figured out how to use the iPhone i mean it's like it's just like it's just like so intuitive and to the point where it's it-
1: not intuitive it's
0: no, 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 no. See you're 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 died no you're a died Android person. And, you know, once again, that's great. I have no problem with that. I'm not gonna be like Mr. Snob or anything like that. because, uh, quite honestly, I've never liked uh you know, the Apple snobbery that if I well I have a iPhone ten, you know, like, oh my god, let me get down and and you know, and kiss your feet because you've got an iPhone ten. You know, you're that heavy. kind of stuff. Yeah. Well well, you know, one of those things hey weather's sort of bad out there please be careful driving around uh, the, the snow like I mentioned I just I'm looking at the radar right now got it in the motion mode we are on the tail end of the of the snow uh, there's a couple little small bands that are out toward Kansas City and Springfield but I don't think those are going to be much of a factor for us in the st. Louis area so if you can make it through the next two three hours should be in good shape uh, some areas do have uh, and the way the snow has come through the area the farther north you are the more snow you're going to have. So if you're in St. Charles County, uh, the northern parts of St. Charles County, uh, the Moscow Mills up through there, or even Lincoln County, the Troy, the Winfield area, you're going to have more snow that way. And especially if you're going to Illinois, if you're going up 55, right now, if you look at the radar, the snow is right smack dab over 55 all the way up into Chicago. So if you're heading that way uh, via the ground or the air, be prepared because there's going to be some, uh, probably, some slowdowns on the ground or maybe even some uh, stoppage with accidents and things like that. In Illinois, but if you're flying, obviously there's going to be some delays going into uh, going into O'Hare, and once again, if they were flying into St. Louis, they wouldn't have those problems, would they, Shelley?
1: No, they wouldn't.
0: So they should move that. Uh, they should. Or move if
1: it. they had, if they were on the trolley, what? If we had a trolley that went from St. Charles to St. Louis, they wouldn't have a problem.
0: A trolley. You're talking like the loop trolley, this. Stupid-
1: yes, I was trying to make a segue into that, but didn't work.
0: Okay, I don't quite. When you say trolley, I'm thinking to myself, I, you know, I think I'd be better with a go kart than a trolley. You know, that's what they should have done. They just should have given everybody an ATV. They should just, hey, you want to go down up and down the loop? Here's an ATV, and just let you drive it up and down. Just park. Well, it, at you this know.
1: point in our in our uh, years, we're supposed to actually already have flying cars. <laughs> I remember this is going back when I was like barely a double digit and I read an article well, I read two articles actually and and the one really fascinated me and it was about what the year 2000 actually what the year 19 in the 1999 what was going to what it was going to be like and we're still not there yet but um, we're supposed to have flying cars and we're supposed to have you know, just things, you know, what is that called? When the cars drive themselves, what is that called? Autonomous. Yes, we're supposed to have that. And then the other article, which is totally unrelated, but I, I read an article. That, and again, this is when I was barely a double digit. And the article was talking about how rock and roll makes, uh, is not healthy for you because it makes your blood pressure go up.
0: There's all sorts of stuff like that. We'll talk about that a little bit later. It's 623. Westplex 107.1, Marin Morris, turning off her country twang and sounding like a pop artist. And she's a very versatile entertainer. Uh, Excellent song, very popular. And I still, every time I hear it, I think to myself, that's the same lady who did 90s ladies, 80 Mercedes in my church. And uh, used to tour with a lot. Well, still does. uh, Toured with... um, He's coming, um, um, what's his name, uh, Rhett Aikens' son, uh, Thomas Rhett. Do you know that? I did not know. Thomas uh, Rhett Aikens' real name is Thomas Rhett Aikens Sr., and his son is Thomas Rhett Aikens Jr. So, Rhett, Thomas Rhett Akins Sr. just called himself Rhett Akins and his son uh, so, in other words, he used his middle and his last name, and his son uses his first and middle name, which is sort of interesting, but they're senior and junior, and uh, ret was popular back in the 90s as far as country is concerned. So. Uh, man, think about that. Thinking like, okay, are we getting old? Where we've got you know artists who are their sons, uh, you know their sons and daughters are doing well, <laughs> and we remember their their moms and dads. You know what I'm saying? It's, yes, Brad, <laughs>
1: we are getting old. It's
0: one of those crazy things. Weather is still uh, important. We'll have the complete forecast coming up with Jennifer
1: Wojcicki.
0: We are on the tail end of the snow. It's moving out of the St. Louis area. Matter of fact, if you were driving west Bye-bye. on 70 right now, by the time you got out past Uh, Probably warranting you wouldn't have any more snow. Uh, But if you're going north in 55, you got snow all the way up through Chicago. Uh, There's still quite a bit of snow on 55 to the south of the St. Louis area. Matter of fact, right now the snow looks like it's pretty much almost all the way down to Cape Girardeau. But that, once again, is the tail end of the storm, and it's supposed to be out of here in the next two to three hours. So I asked you the last break we had, if you watched the debate last night, and you said you didn't. I listened to the debate for about an hour, and I have to tell you, and I'm not saying this because of the fact that I'm like dissing on um, on Mr. Biden, but man, oh no,
1: you would never do that. No,
0: no, 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 no. But but he just made so many mistakes last night. I mean, huge gaffes when they were talking about guns and gun legislation and you know things like that. He made the quote, and at first I thought to myself, I don't, I don't think I heard him right. And I actually went this morning and looked it up, and yes, this is the statistic he gave. That between 2007, he was debating Bernie Sanders because Bernie Sanders apparently uh, voted yes for some gun bill which wasn't tough enough according to Biden and some of the other people on stage. But anyway, uh, Biden said that between 2007 and and 19, or excuse me, between 2007 and 2019. So in other words, a span of 12 years, there were 150 million Americans killed by guns. Wow. Yeah, That's like half the population got wiped out between 2007 and 2019. And once again, when I first heard it, I'm driving along listening to this, I'm going like, uh, I must have misheard that. I, I can't be right. You know, I'm thinking to myself, maybe it's 150,000. I don't know. But that 150 million. And like I said, this I wrote a note and this morning I woke up, you know, and I and I and I read through and there were several people that were essentially critiquing the debates. Uh, you know, some of the uh, you know, the the the, the, the journalists who were saying that uh, Biden made many uh, misstatements of facts. And the one that was the most blatant one was 150 million people killed in the last 12 years in the United States by gun violence. So I, I don't know. I mean, you, you sort of scratch your head. I get it. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, it, it, it looks easy. But when you're in the position, when you're standing there in stage, it's, it's, it's like, you know, you watch a basketball player do a slam dunk. Oh, I could do that. And you can't come anywhere close to doing that. Or you watch these guys, the Cardinals hit those 100-mile-an-hour fastballs, and you go, ah, I can do that. And you get up there, and, you know, if somebody throws a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, you don't even see it. You know what I mean? You can't, you know, it's so quick, you can't even get the bat off your shoulder. I get it. It's tough. But by the same token, it's like this guy's been doing it for a long time. You know, he talks about how long he's been in the public eye. I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, and then and then you know the whole uh, man last night they were yelling at each other and the moderators had this, you know step in and you know okay one at a time. It it was just sort of out of control. I mean, you know, it just I don't know. And, and here's what I don't get, is that, remember he had the rules of the debates, and, and we started out with, what, 12, and then it went down to five, and why did it get back up to seven? How come there's people there, instead of, like, it keeping going down every time they did debates, how come we add more people? They added Bloomberg. I don't quite get that. You know, who's changing well, the I rules? Well, did add Bloomberg. Well, no, because under the old rules, he's not, he's not applicable. And see, the crazy because thing. Because
1: he was late to the party, or well, what?
0: He, he's never run in a primary yet. See, he's, oh. he's, he's, never, he's never registered for the Iowa caucus. He never registered for the New Hampshire. In other words, he's, he, it would be like me saying, hey, uh, I want to I uh, you know, run for a uh, uh, you know, county council in St. Charles County, and and, and, you know, and the election is going to be on such and such a date. And then I say, hey, vote for me. And people go like, well, I, did, I tried to, but you weren't on the ballot. Well, you should have voted for me anyway. You know, I, I don't quite get it. I mean, he's got money. I mean, he's spent. Right now, they're saying he's coming up on five hundred million dollars. He's spent on on um, um, you know campaigning with TV ads and, and unfortunately not much radio. Uh, I wish we could get like a little bit of his budget, but it's mainly TV ads and digital. Lots of digital ads. As a matter of fact, I was watching something yesterday. You know, how you get interrupted. Ooh, Bloomberg. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, how you get interrupted with the digital ads. I was watching a little five minute clip of somebody uh, and. There were four ads in a row. I went mean out in a row, but four ads that interrupted uh, the video I was watching, and they were all Bloomberg. And then, and then last night on TV, there were comments made about this. You know, he got all sorts of. Uh, there was pushback about the fact that he was a, he's a Me Too person, and there's all these women that used to work for him that that filed uh, you know charges against him, and then all of a sudden they withdrew the charges and they signed an NDA non non-disclos- disclosure non disclosure agreement. Excuse me, non disclosure agreement, which may, meant they probably also got some money as well too, and. And they were running ads uh, on TV last night, the network ads, and also some local ads that were a minute and a half, two minutes, and it was nothing but woman after woman after woman after woman after woman who had worked for him either with one of his companies or had been one of his uh, advisors or one of his, uh, you know, employees at uh, New York City when he was the mayor. And I'm going, OK, they're trying to you know, push the, 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 the woman aspect of this to the point where like, hey, he's female friendly. You know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the whole thing is, and and then last night during the debate, they talked about like you know, look what's happened with the last election. We had all these uh, you know forty four new Democrats elected, and that's how they took control of the of the House of Representatives. And he chimes up and he says, "Yeah," he says, "He says I was responsible for half of those Democrats getting elected because I gave them two hundred million dollars." And I'm going like, "Holy cow!"
1: <laughs> A million billion dollars. <laughs> I mean,
0: would not it be nice just to be able to throw that kind of money around? You know? It
1: would. Actually, you know, well, you don't know if you ha- who your friends are if you're poor, but you really don't know who your true friends are. And I only know this because I had family that was extremely wealthy. You really never know who your true friends are when you have a lot of money. Well, here's... Unless you pay them. If you pay them, they are very, um, what's the word? They're they're very loyal.
0: Well, I I have a fantasy about money money and uh, I'll give you the next break and it's not and it's not weird or anything like that. Well, maybe it is weird, but I have this fantasy about money, which I thought would always be sort of cool. Uh, you want to
1: roll around in it?
0: No, 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 no. Just the opposite. Just the opposite. Uh, I, I And, and we'll, we'll talk about it next break. Weather's coming up. It's sort it's of nasty out there. Please be careful. Once again, we're in a situation where the ground temperature was on the high side yesterday. Uh, and uh, especially the, a lot of the uh, roads are in decent shape this morning. But the overpasses and the ramps are not in the best of shape. So please be careful out there. Uh, we don't want to lose any one of you. And uh, we don't want to have any of you end up... With with a crunched car, or a crunched body, or anything like that. Uh, the weather's coming up, and it'll be right after this.
1: So, Brad, tell me your fantasy. I'll tell you about them here. <laughs> Only you would tell a fantasy on the air, Brad. Am I on the air?
0: Westplex 107.1. And Shelley hates it every time I play that song. She'll say, stop
1: I that love s-. that song.
0: I oh, know, you do. Uh, weather this morning is a factor. Uh, please be careful out there. The wee, the, the snow, and uh, I guess it's sometimes mixed with a little bit of rain because we're right at that freezing mark, is still in the area, moving out through the area right now. Uh, by 10, 11 o'clock this morning, the snow should be out of here. That's not going to do you much good if you're trying to make it into work right now because it is causing some problems with a lot of, a lot of delays and a lot of accidents around, especially, I know this, you hear this all the time, but watch out for the overpasses uh, and the bridges. That's where a lot of the problems have been this morning and continue to be. So please be careful out there. Complete forecast coming up in about uh, 45 minutes from our very own uh, meteorologist, Jennifer. Vortizky. And, you know, I don't think, uh, I think I got, uh, I think I heard one school closing today. I don't know if there's going to be a lot of school closings. Have you heard any of the school closings today?
1: No, not on Facebook.
0: Yeah, here we go. Everything she knows (laughs) is on Facebook. I know
1: how you love that, so I just had to, like, I don't know, bring that in. I tell
0: you what, as a journalist, whenever you say that, it makes me cringe. It really does.
1: (laughs) And I think that's a perk.
0: A perk that it makes me cringe? Yes. No, because Facebook and Google have killed the journalism industry. I mean, they've oh
1: my goodness, they have not. They have, honest to goodness, they have.
0: Google probably, but Facebook not so much. Oh, you're a perfect example. You say all the time, I get all my news from Facebook. I am a perfect
1: example. Thank you, Brad. That was the sweetest thing.
0: Shelly, you say all the time, I get all my news from Facebook. You know, I mean, once again, once again, like most. Do you
1: know why I do that?
0: Because because you don't know better.
1: No, thank you so because, much. Because I do that because you watch the news, everything is negative. No. I sit no, no, there no. and I, I mean, it's like a freaking soap opera.
0: Okay. They, but here, here's the problem the problem what? has been through the years and years and years, people have tried to say, hey, let's do happy news, and nobody watches or nobody listens. Uh, because and I get
1: that. Because but that's not me. Well, I, you know, I'm an eternal optimist. Yeah, I don't need all this negativity about the shootings and I, I i just i just i don't need to to hear all that because it's depressing
0: so facebook phil-
1: i read i have read the start with reading the paper the paper highlights digitally because of the radio show and because i just want to not sound so <laughs> so completely pathetic but um I watch Facebook because I can pick and choose what goes through my newsfeed.
0: Yeah, but but once again, the problem with that is that most of the Facebook news is not reported directly by reporters. It's stuff that's rewritten. I mean, I, I always give this example. You remember when we switched the call letters to one of our stations to crap, K-R-A-P, okay? And, I do. And we, and I we, do. That,
1: and, that, that made national news there, Brad. But
0: that was my point. My point was that... A reporter from the Post-Dispatch, very nice guy by the name of Dan Caesar, actually took me to lunch, invited me to lunch for an interview about switching our radio station over to sports and doing crap, because he was the guy that always follows like the KFNS escapades and things like that. Anyway. Um took me to lunch, took notes, and wrote what I thought was a very fair article. And he did a really good job. I've had newspaper, yes, he did. I've had newspaper articles written about me in the past. And a matter of fact, probably the funniest one was uh, when I was uh, born in Peculiar, Missouri. But that's a whole other story. You know what I'm talking about with that one. But uh, <laughs> uh, Yeah, I do. Anyway, <laughs> that
1: still makes me giggle.
0: The point being is that he was a paid journalist, a working journalist who had a journalism degree and knew what the heck he was doing. Okay? Over the course of the next month, there were probably, I don't know, 30, 40 different articles on the Internet about me switching the call letters from what they used to be to crap. Hey, it's a radio station aid crap. Every yes, last,
1: yes, there was.
0: Every last one of them was rewritten off of the Post-Dispatch article. Every last one. Some of them to the point where we're almost word for word. And nobody ever called me. Nobody ever called to verify the story, and nobody ever called me to say, hey, you know, I'm Joe Smith from XYZ Media, and, uh, you know, I I I saw this article about you uh, in the Post-Dispatch. You know, was this really true? Is this, you know, the the stuff that's in the article, is this really fact? Nobody ever called. You know, and and it was interesting. Some of them had embellished the story and had added things that weren't true. Some of them, uh, you know, didn't really explain why we did that. Other ones said that the call letters had been previously issued to several other radio stations in the in the, in the state of uh, you know the United States, which was not true. The, no, that the, wasn't true. The call letters KRAP were never issued. There were there were bandit stations, pirate stations that used them. Um, you know, some people said it was it was uh, the original call letters for the TV show KRAP uh, WKRP. You know, yeah, but no, no. Some of the people said the original call letters were going to be it was going to be crap radio. But the problem was that they they wanted to have it in Cincinnati. But if you know the way the call letters are issued, the call letters to the east. East of the Mississippi, or W's, and the west of the Mississippi, for the most part, ninety-eight uh, percent are uh, you know K's. And I was, you know, me having a journalism degree, I was like, man, the internet's gotten to the point where nobody does any reporting anymore. And just like the situation for me was when I went up into Ferguson, and uh, during the uh, you know the Michael Brown thing, I saw stuff that just blew me away that was never ever ever reported. Anywhere, And it wasn't like I was the only guy there. I mean, there were journalists from all over the world there. And yet there were selective things that said, I actually saw one TV reporter who shall remain nameless, a local TV reporter, a woman, go on camera and give a, you know, she was doing a live shot, doing a narrative of what was going on that particular night. And as soon as she got off camera, she threw down her microphone and she said, I hate lying to the people.
1: That's what she said. I'm so she was her. still on the air?
0: No, 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 no. This is after she was off the air.
1: Oh, okay. Because she was... And you just happened to be there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and, 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 and you know, once again, there's stuff that went on there that... that and, you know, and, and 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 you and I have talked about this, the fact that still, every once in a while, somebody that, from an area that, you know, that we deal with, like, you know, someone come into town or somebody we deal with from a company, hey, is it still so bad in an the area? They still have all those shootings? Are they still burning down all the buildings? What do you mean? Well
1: Yeah, it's, that the way that the media portrayed that was um,
0: Well, but once again there was a narrative there and the narrative was this is what we're going to essentially make it all about and that's what you got and you didn't get the, the opposite but of that.
1: The whole town of Ferguson wasn't burnt out. I know that and they and, burnt one well, building.
0: But not only that a lot Maybe of the, two. a lot of the damage, if you know your North County like I do, a lot of the damage was not in Ferguson, it was in Delwood. You know the uh, yeah that's, se-
1: that is true. Several of that
0: those places that true. they burnt that car dealership there on West Flarsen was in Delwood. The uh you know matter of fact, I think the the Delwood City Hall was burnt down because you know, the Delwood City Hall at the time I think was in a strip center right there at uh, Chambers and West Flarsen, and uh, that was burnt down and there was a lot of a lot of damage in Delwood and, and never everybody talked about that. It was always Ferguson, Uh-oh. Ferguson, Ferguson, Ferguson. That's
1: because yeah. that was the uh, sound bite that.
0: Well, once yeah. again, there's a narrative, and that's what happened. Hey, we've got to take a break. We're behind. We never get behind, but we are now. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. It is 7 o'clock. Westplex 107.1. Over the weekend, I decided I was going to be able to sing like, uh, like a Post Malone. I can't quite get that waiver down. How do you think he does that?
1: Um, probably has something to do with his teeth.
0: Here we go again. <laughs> of, course
1: <laughs>
0: of course I knew you were going there. Of course I knew you were going there. I can't
1: there. help it. Uh, yeah. Most people would look at his tattoos and think, ew. I don't look at his tattoos. His tattoos, you know, they're self-expression. But his teeth, he really needs to, you know... Talk to a dentist about dental hygiene.
0: You are obsessed with that. Uh, I think that thing- I
1: am because you know what The two things that ma- the two things that people see when they first look at you three actually are your eyes, your smile and your shoes.
0: I don't I, the shoes thing. You talk about that. I I think that, I I know there are people that obsess about I that. I had
1: but, two people comment on my shoes yesterday. But that's
0: mostly women. Come on, that's not guys. <laughs> These
1: were gentlemen. Uh,
0: well, then 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 there's something wrong with them.
1: Which is usually <laughs> odd because men don't hit on me. I think I scare them.
0: You scare people. You I do. Shelly you really scare I people. Think no, 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 no. There's no way. Um, let me give you a little update here on the weather. Uh, once again, we still have the uh, weather situation that is impacting morning drive. Please be careful out there. There are some cool school closings in the area. I talked about that. Not a bunch of them, uh, but uh, to the point where, like I mentioned, most of the snow is to the north of the St. Louis metro. Uh, when you're going up like 40, 61, uh, up uh, 79, up toward Ellsbury and places like that. Troy and Winfield schools are closed. Uh, Wentzville's on a snow schedule. Uh, Most have school, but uh, it's one of those things where uh, the snow came a little bit late this morning. It's not super, super big time. It should be out of here by the official forecast is saying that let me look at that again. They're still saying that by... uh, 10 o'clock the snow will be gone By excuse me, by at least 11 o'clock 10 o'clock it'll be, it'll be essentially uh, sort of uh, trailing off and by 11 it should be totally out of the area but once again, part of the problem is that certain things are frozen, certain things aren't. The ground temperature was up a little bit high yesterday uh, for the most part uh, the problems out there on the highways are the overpasses and bridges, so extra extra, extra caution this morning uh, we're talking about a lot of different things I was just reading a review of the debate last night I saw part of the debate, they're talking about the biggest loser. Was Michael Bloomberg? Uh, you know, once again, he made some comments about women. It's like I don't quite get this. You know, I mean. It I told you there's an ad that I saw that was running that was God had to be at least 90 seconds, maybe two minutes. And it was nothing but woman after woman after woman after woman after woman who'd either work with him with his companies, uh, Bloomberg or uh, as uh, worked with him as an employee of the city of New York uh, when he was the mayor. And, oh, he's such a great guy. Oh. And you're going like, you know, sometimes when you see things like that, you're going like, OK, we know where this is going. You know what I mean? I mean, it's to the point where you can sort of figure out why a campaign is is pushing in one direction because they're getting pushed back in that same direction, if you know what I'm saying. And I do. last night, boy, Elizabeth uh, of Warren, boy, she made him look bad on a couple different things. I mean, just, you know. And then the Bernie thing. I mean.
1: I, I, What's with the Bernie thing?
0: What I, happened? I don't understand. I don't get it. I mean, I, I guess what so many people are enthralled with him is that everything's free, you know, free education, free this, free that. It's all free, everything. What do you want? You want a new car? Ah, Bernie's going to get you one. I mean, it's almost to the point where you remember when there was that classic news clip that when President Obama uh, got uh, elected that there were people saying like, oh, I don't have to pay him for my, my rent anymore because President Obama's going to take care of that and I don't have to pay for my phone anymore because I'm going to get an Obama phone and and I think Is that like a jitterbug? No, no. Everybody was gonna get free stuff. And I think that's sort of the deal that with Bernie. He's like, Hey, free healthcare, free this, free that you know, you don't have to pay for anything. You know, you can just live wherever you want. You know, it's all free. Everything everything's free. I don't know. I mean I I I I I spend my days. When I do line well, no no, I, I spend my days trying to make myself better by learning from people who've been successful. I mean that may sound I know that
1: you do that. That actually. may sound
0: really crazy. But I watch a lot of videos. Matter of fact, I watched a video last night. This guy, you and I have talked about this, Billy Jean Shaw, this guy who's this marketing guru out of San Diego. He had a, a seminar with Damon John from, from uh, you know, uh, FUBU and from uh, the uh, Shark Tank show. And I'm, once again, I learned all sorts of stuff. I learned things from successful people. And I do not understand what's happened in our country where we demonize successful people. What what Bernie Sanders is doing is essentially, if you make lots of money, you, we're gonna, you're going to pay for everything. We're going to take your money. You know, I get it that the, the gap between the richest and the poorest keeps widening. But once again, I say, and boy, I'm going to get myself in trouble when I say this. You know what I Probably say? Probably are. I, you know what I say the problem is?
1: Um, do I want to know?
0: I'll tell you. Our school system. K through 12. I say that's the problem right there.
1: Okay. I knew I didn't want to know that.
0: <laughs> do, you know what, do you want to know why? No, I don't. But I'll tell you then, because of the fact that they're not teaching our kids to become self-sufficient, they're, they're teaching our kids, and especially when I was going to school, what did they all tell you? What did your teachers tell you? Oh, go to school, then go to college and get a good job. Shelly? How many people do we know who are in business who like, for example, Caleb Hunter? Extreme Electrical. What's one of the problems he can't he, he has? He can't find electricians. Can't find electricians.
1: Not journeyman level electricians.
0: Right. Talk to our, our people that want to become apprentices. I mean, people who just have an interest in becoming an electrician. And you know what? Caleb pays some decent bucks. Good guy to work for. You know, a great company. Growing company. He can't find people. Talk to any HVAC company. Any, uh, you know, air conditioning, uh, uh, you know, refrigeration guys. Any people. And they'll all tell you the same story. We can't can't find HVAC people. Talk to carpenters. See,
1: and I don't know if that's necessarily the case because if people have a good working environment and they're known for total class, um, I don't think that they would have a problem getting people. There aren't. Like I know, I know for a fact, Elite Mechanical. Her people are loyal to them. Both, both Tim and um, but- Katie. They're, they're loyal to them because they treat their employees appropriately. But- Same way with Caleb. He treats the employees you're,
0: you're good. You're missing my point, though. They're what not, is your point, They're Matt? not attracting new people into the field.
1: Just like, just like, for example,
0: in our broadcasting. Caleb,
1: Caleb is attracting new people into the field. No,
0: no, 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 no. What he well, I, wants I, I, is I'm,
1: journeyman-level technicians.
0: I, I get what you're saying, but there's not. it's not like every day 10 people are standing at his door knocking on his door. Hey, Caleb, you know, I want to be an HVAC guy. That's the point I'm trying to make. There are not young people. I mean, Perfect example in our in our industry. Okay, broadcast electro, uh, engineers. Okay, do you know what the average age of a broadcast engineer in the United States is right now? Uh,
1: 74.
0: 62. Okay, what does that tell you? Same difference. And the problem is, there's no new there's no young people coming into our business because they don't want to do that. They want to do you know they, they and, and I think that that's part of the problem is that it's it's the schools have I mean like perfect example when I went to school we had woodworking class we had shop class most of the school districts have eliminated that. I don't think that they, they, they I don't think they have, uh, do they have shop class in Francis Howell? Do they have shop class in, in, in Fort Zumwalt, in Wentzville?
1: I don't know. I'm going to, well, but they've replaced it with things that, um, are, are they teaching shop? I don't know. But I know that they're teaching more um, electronics Yeah, and but- more STEM.
0: Yeah, but and but I, I get what you're saying, but think about what you're saying. It's the same thing that I've said. It, I
1: never think about what I'm saying, they're, Brad. They're,
0: they're teaching people, and they're not teaching entrepreneurship. They're not teaching self-reliance. They're essentially saying, if you do this and you do this, you'll get a good job. And, you know, like when I said, when I went through schools, if you do this and you do this, you'll get a good job because of the fact that think about the basis of the educational system. Think about the teachers and the principals and the superintendents. What's their background? If their background is education. They went to high school. They went to grade school, middle school, high school. They got their diploma. Then they went to college, and they got their teaching certificate, and then they taught. So, in other words, their path to, quote, unquote, success is all through the educational system, and the idea being is that you had to jump through these hoops once you got your piece of paper that qualified you due to this job, and then you went out and you got that job. My point is that they're not preparing people for not necessarily working for somebody else. Teaching, They're, they're not uh, teaching entrepreneurship. They're not teaching people how to start companies. They didn't teach companies.
1: entrepreneurship when we went to school. I get it. I totally understand, and I think it's gotten so worse. So you're wanting them to you know, what I don't agree with... Is that they're stopping cursive. They're not teaching cursive anymore. Yeah,
0: but I sort of get and they're that. changing
1: the way that they um Figure math
0: well, but they've always done that. I mean, I went through that when I was in school. I went through that with my kids. They, you know, you do it this way, do it that way. And once I again, never,
1: math has always been consistent with me.
0: No, not with me. And once again, I say, okay, well, nothing is consistent. I mean, here I'm going to say this: Who cares when you got you know a phone in your in your hand that'll do you know calculus? You know what I mean? And 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 do it they, you know do div- division to the four hundredth decimal or something like that. You know who cares? You grab you know, your phone they and you figure teach it
1: out. Checkbooks. They don't teach. But that's but, but
0: that's point of that's part of what I'm saying is that
1: but the parents also have an obi- obligation.
0: I I, I, to under- I understand, but what teach this as well? What I'm saying is how many times do I see people who are very super successful and they dropped out of high school? You know, and to the point. I dropped out of high school. Well, I but once again, well, but you're not super successful. But because <laughs> you're here with Yay, me, you're I here. I think I'm successful. You're, you're
1: I here. think I do life pretty well. You're
0: here with me. That's why you're not super successful. I'm me very much. <laughs> uh, no, I, I still say the problem is the school systems. And, you know, once again, I mean, like they're not teaching. I mean, what's sort of interesting, if you go into the rural school systems, to the to the point where they're still teaching some of that but but you know they're not teaching uh you know i i, I they there's so many things on so many levels i told you before I, I got a bachelor's and a master's degree you know to a certain extent waste you know i look at I it now i don't think
1: it's a waste at all i don't think that what you went to school for and what you were trained in was a waste at all because you have put into practice and made your entire life based on your degrees.
0: Yeah, but the problem I had was, and I, this was something I learned way, way, way back when, when I was in college, because I had the unique experience of, I started working in the radio business and, and on pretty much on the same day I started in college. So I was working professionally in the radio business, and I was going to college at the same time. Same thing for my master's degree. And what my professors were telling us what the radio business was all about was nothing like what the radio business was all about. And at the time, I. Worked worked at the original KSOQ, which is now Y98, I was made fun of by some of my fellow students and even some of the professors. And at the time, you know, the original... Because,
1: because of the music?
0: No, because of the, what the station was doing. The station was a very high-energy, top-40 radio station on FM, which at the time was unique, and I had professors telling me, oh, you know, first off, FM's not going to go anywhere, that there's no way FM stations could compete with X that X was always going to be the dominant station in the market. And unless you worked at X and you worked for Robert Hyland, you really were like sort of a low life in the radio business that everybody, if you didn't work at X and you didn't, you weren't a reporter or an on-air person, that you were just like sort of, you know, scum. That You were just like, you know, you might as well be like, uh, you know, someone hanging out in the street corners, uh, you know, busking for money or something like that. Uh, okay.
1: So all I know is that I don't know all the minutiae of that you do because you were in there. Um, but as as far as a listener goes, as far as a client goes, all I know is that um, it, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> It was very profound, actually, and I forgot what I was going to say.
0: You no, know, I go back and I say, and I know, and I have friends of mine who are teachers and they always get upset with me. And, but, but see, once again, the thing that bothers me about this is is <gasps> I, that... The- I
1: remember, wait a minute. So the thing that, you know, as a client and as a listener, it, you know, people my age didn't listen to KMOX back in the day. We listened to KSHE or we listened to KSLQ
0: but that but see they but,
1: were the dominant forces
0: but once again the problem was the my professors were totally out of touch with what the industry was all about Totally out of touch. And most of these guys that were my professors had never worked at a commercial station. They'd always worked at like an NPR affiliate or a campus college radio station. And that's like, that's just not reality. You know, it's just not reality. You and I talk about this all the time. If we didn't have to sell advertising, this would be a great business. If you and I could just sit here on the radio and talk all day long and have fun and joke and kid and go to lunch with people and hey, what do you want? You know, that'd be great. But the problem is, is the real business is advertising and marketing and Selling advertising and getting people to come on the air and help promote their businesses. That's the tough part of it. And that was never taught. I mean, never, we, I never had one class in any of that. And I think that, once again, my, the whole situation is the educational system is, think about it. If you're a teacher, what's your life cycle? You go to kindergarten through through twelve, then you go to college, then you get a job, you work your thirty years and you retire, and then you live the rest of your life off a pension from the state like in Illinois where they can't afford the pensions, but yet they still pay the pensions out anyway, and you have life insurance for the rest of your life and that's the that's the way it is. And that's what's how that's what's taught to the students. Oh, this is the life, this is what you should do, follow just like I did. You that know
1: is not what is taught to the students, it Brad. Is. Sure it is. And as far as Illinois goes, they may not have the money for the pensions. But I think they got um, a little uh, jolt in the economy when they legalized marijuana.
0: It's still not going to help them. I mean, you know, the money for that is just—it's just not there. I mean, they—they you know,
1: I mean, they can. Oh, you know, don't kid yourself, no, my friend. No,
0: but, the, the, but if there's when they're when they're when they're collecting millions of dollars in taxes and they owe tens of billions of dollars in pension benefits. You know, it would be like saying if if you told me, hey, I got a million dollars in bills, and I said, oh, here's ten bucks. Will that help? You know, I mean, it's like no, not really. Uh, yeah, it'll make like a little tiny dent in what I owe. But if I owe a million dollars and uh, you give me ten, I still owe nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety, uh, you know, dollars. Uh, you know, uh, you know that, and I've reduced it by what, maybe point zero one percent or something like that. Just zero, not going to happen. Hey, Shelly's talking too much. We had to take a break. It is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think that's sparky.
0: Yeah, don't you like it when I always make everything your fault?
1: Yeah. It usually is. Everything is my fault. And by the I way, that from my mentor. what, what Shelly hasn't Look told you is that
0: Shelly has a teaching degree and she was a teacher. Uh, that's on 727.
1: No, Shelly doesn't have a teaching degree Seven. and nor was she a teacher.
0: 727. Westplex 1071, one of about uh, three or four different versions of that song. <laughs> and we played the cleanest one of them. Uh, there's certain things of that song we can't say in the air. Well, we can, but we don't want to get in trouble,
1: right? No. We don't want to get in trouble, but I love that song. It's full of energy, and it's so appropriate.
0: Yeah, There you go. Uh, Westplex 1071. It's 733. The weather is sort of funky this morning. People driving in. It's not the best situation. Uh, snow started early this morning. Uh, once again, it's that nasty stuff. We're right at that freezing point. Matter of fact, officially, it's now 31 degrees, so we're just a tad bit below freezing. Uh, the snow started out as rain earlier this morning, uh, which was not necessarily a good situation, and it's gotten to the point where, as far as what's going on this morning, uh, it's sort of a nasty area, uh, The this, and I know it's no consolation to you, but we're on the tail end of this system. I'm watching it on a radar right now. It's pretty much out of the St. Louis area uh, for the most part. We're just on like the trailing edge of the uh, snow. The majority of it is to the uh, east and northeast of us. If you're heading to Chicago right now, the entire length of 55 between downtown St. Louis and Chicago you are going to be into snow. So, uh, and to the west of us right now, a couple little small showers, uh, snow showers, uh, one of them uh, which is coming uh, in the Springfield area, another one uh, which is out just uh, to the east of Kansas City. But other than that, the majority of the snow by 10 o'clock should be out of the area, and probably by 3 or 4 this afternoon. Let me see, what's what's the hourly temperature predictions? We'll have the complete forecast coming in for a minute with Jennifer, but uh, um, yeah, this afternoon it's supposed to be like 36, pushing 37 to 38, so most so this is going to be, at least if it's not going to be gone, it'll be pretty much off the roads and highways. So make it through this morning, and hopefully things will be better. Uh, Shelley and I have had some spirited conversations. She's been talking about how she thinks the problem with education nowadays is with the teachers.
1: That's not what I said, and you know it, so stop it. I happen to, I happen to respect the teachers. The superintendent, Dr. Bernie Dubray of... Um, Fort Zumwalt, and I, you know and the you know I just we have an excellent educational system here in St. Charles we do okay <laughs> so
0: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not saying it's not bad I'm saying it needs to be different to be better how's that
1: I mean, we have students. I don't know if they're Francis Howell or Fort Zumalt, but they got perfect SAT scores.
0: Yeah, but once again, you know, uh, do you think those guys could install an electrical panel for for uh, for Caleb if Caleb hired him today? Hey, you got a perfect SAT. Here, go install this electrical panel at this guy's house.
1: Well, they would have to have some additional training.
0: Once again, what good does that do? What good does a perfect SAT do? I remember, right. remember, Mm-mm. remember. I, I heard that. No. Inter- I heard, no. I heard no. that interview. Mm-mm. I heard the interview with two weeks ago with with uh, Huey Lewis, and uh, he talked about uh, the fact that he had a perfect SAT. And he dropped, and he graduated from high school, and he spent a year busking uh, in in uh, in uh, in Europe, and you know,
1: and that's what he should have been doing. Yeah, but because that's what we do after we graduate, and we start finding the person that we want to be.
0: But he could have gone away to college and become like a... I think he did go to college, uh, but he could have become like uh, an attorney or a doctor or stuff like that, or a teacher. But then all they'd be sitting there all day is thinking, well, let me think. I only have. 22 years, 8 months, 4 days, 3 hours till retirement, right?
1: I don't think that everybody is saying that. Um, I will say that just because they can get into, they had a perfect SAT, (laughs) and they could get into any, like my groom, my husband, he was um, approved to go to or accepted to go to MIT, but he couldn't go because he didn't have the money. This is going back years and years and years ago. yeah. But I know that if he would have had that education, he actually was very successful in his life. But if he I mean he worked for NASA, he worked he was the second third level manager for the FAA, you know he actually excelled throughout his life and in the technical field, mind you, and um, he didn't have that degree from MIT.
0: Well, once again, I, I you know, I'm a guy who's got two degrees and I say to a certain, certain and you use your degrees, I don't, Brad. N- You're one of n- the no no, never, never, never.
1: Y- you've Every, you've used them your entire life.
0: No, it, but it's it's all for to a lot of what I learned was BS it wasn't the way things are done
1: nothing is the way things are done you know i am always i'm always
0: fascinated by the fact that once again i i love finding out about entrepreneurs backgrounds and things like that and most of them uh, you know have a dissimilar background from what they're doing today you know because i think to a certain extent they looked at things and go no this is not the way i mean you know once again here's the other situation if you talk to most entrepreneurs and find out how they made a lot of money you know what the most common answer is
1: What, blood, sweat, and tears?
0: No, they found a problem and addressed it. They found an issue, a problem, um, something that was, uh, you know, and, and, and once again, I mean, I heard a guy just the other day say and and I know this is gonna you're gonna be upset when I say this because you once point a time you ran it you ran a cab company in addition to being a circus performer and uh, you know working uh, for
1: uh, I've been a lot of things <laughs> anyway go on I
0: know just just read the, the, the just read uh, the descriptions of the shows on our podcast and you'll find out all the things Shelly. those are done from
1: Amanda has a journalism degree
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway what was I talking about um,
1: I I don't know what you were talking uh, about and I just think I just think
0: there and go. God, you're so full of BS. Uh, 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 no, I was talking about fixing. Okay, no, you you had it. You had a you had a, a, a you ran a cab company. Okay, why why did Uber why did Uber come and kill the cab companies? Because of the fact that people got tired of having crabby cab drivers and getting in a, a cab and having it stink or you know being dirty uh, and having the cab driver you know take you the long way so we can make more money and having bad service and all of a sudden Uber comes. Along and and you had no you had no control over that. So in other words, and, and like when you ran the cab company, did anybody ever call you up and go, "I had a ride in cab number five hundred two, and your guy was really nasty." Did that ever happen?
1: No, but we had um, that never happened. But we weren't a dispatch company. We weren't a dispatch company until we came out here to St. Charles. So our cab company was an airport cab company. My. Um, no, my my daddy had start his da, him and his daddy had started it back in 1940 at the airport when 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 Lambert was just runways of dirt and grass. Right, so they only serviced the airport from the airport. Shelley they came back. Shelley, you know, first off, I so mean, we were not a dispatch company until we moved out to St. Charles. Shelly,
0: first off, in 1940, Lambert wasn't an airport and gra- was whatever you use dirt and grass. And like there they were there were concrete one runways at at Lambert way 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 back when. It wasn't like it was like a dirt a dirt strip or anything like that. You know, I mean, you go back and I think the the runways they had concrete runways back in the 20s, late 20s or something like that.
1: For Lambert.
0: Oh yes. Yes, yes, yes. By by the forties, come on. By the forties, you know there was there was air travel that was, you know. I mean, there was you know that was during World War II. and there were lots of different, you know. Uh, there, there were there were. Con- I, I'm gonna find. I'm gonna research this because you're going like, well, it was grass back in 1940. That would be like saying that would be like me saying, you know. I moved into St. Charles County, and you know it was nothing but but tents people didn 't have any 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 when I moved there, everybody was living in tents in st charles county and and you know what you had to have a four wheel drive vehicle because once you got off the interstates, there was no concrete and and people and no, nobody had any water when I moved into St. Charles County. You had to go down to Darden Creek and dip a bucket into the into the creek and pull out some water and and if you wanted to go to uh, uh, St Charles County uh, you know government center you, uh, you had to get in your covered wagon and and team up your your horses and go down there
1: well i wasn't alive in the 40s (laughs) i was born in the 60s and that's what my daddy told me so that must be correct
0: okay we can't argue with your daddy, can't we? No, you cannot. Because <laughs> he'll come back and kick my butt. Okay. Yes, it, he will. It's 742.
1: Like a tick.
0: Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the Morning. I am B. She is S. And we have a website, BS in the bsinthemorning.show. Lots of things we're talking about this morning. Uh, top of mind right now, weather still, snow falling in the area. We're on the tail end of it. I know I keep saying that. And people are like, when's it going to end? Probably an hour or two from right now. And the snow should be totally out of the area. Uh, light enough to cause. Some problems, the temperature right at that freezing mark. There are lots of slick spots on the highways, lots of accidents this morning, some school closings. So please be careful out there this morning because you know what? We're not the biggest radio station. If we lost two of you listeners this morning, we would be down to one guy out there in Moscow Mills. That's it. That's all we'd have left, right?
1: I think we have a little bit more than that, but yeah, you're, we do want everybody to be careful.
0: You're talking in your Nord again. <laughs>
1: Oh, Brad, the struggle's real. I'm just not kidding.
0: <laughs> okay, we're, our last thing, Shelley made the comment that her, her grandfather started the taxi service out at Lambert in the 40s when, as she said, the airfields were dirt and mud, or dirt and grass, okay? A pretty interesting history of, uh, of uh, Lambert Airport. Originally, it was uh, started out as what was called uh, the, uh, the Kinlock Air Park, um, and then it was, I know, Kinloch Airfield in October of 23. The field was officially dedicated as Lambert St. Louis Flying Field in honor of Albert Bond Lambert, an Olympic silver medalist golfer in the 1904 uh, Summer Games, which were here in St. Louis. And he was also president of Lambert Pharmaceutical Corporation, which made Listerine at the time, and the first person to receive a pilot's license in St. Louis. In February uh, February of 1925, Lambert bought the field and added hangars, and a passenger terminal. Charles Lindbergh's first piloting job was flying airmail for Robertson Aircraft Corporation from Lambert Field. He left the airport for New York about a week before his record-breaking flight to Paris. In 1927, uh, the city of St. Louis leased at the airport from Mr. Lambert for, guess how much, in 19, uh, February of 1928. How much did the city lease the airport for uh, from Mr. Lambert? A dollar. (laughs) Oh, really? Yes. Later that year, Lambert sold the airport to the city. $2 million bond issue passed, making it one of the first municipally owned airports in the United States. And Uh, it's
1: the city of of St. Louis that owns it.
0: Still does, okay? (coughs) Excuse me. In the late 1920s, Lambert Field became the first airport with an air traffic control system. And how did they control the pilots?
1: um flags. Exactly. Actually, well they did flags, but then they actually had these um these guns, these colored guns.
0: Yeah, they shot off different flares. Yeah, they shot flares off.
1: No. Yeah. No, that's what they, oh, did. they did.
0: Yeah, they shot flares. And by the way, do you know who this is? This is this is this is trivia for this. Who was the first air traffic contr- controller in St. Louis back in the 20s? Are you ready? Nobody could guess this. Who? <laughs> Archie League, L E A G U E. In nineteen twenty-five, the airport became home to the Naval Air Station St. Louis. Nineteen thirties, the airport was officially christened Lambert St. Louis Municipal Airport by <coughs> excuse me, by Rear Admiral Richard E. Byrd. By the nineteen thirties, Robertson Airlines, Marquette Airlines, and Eastern Airlines provided passenger service to St. Louis, as did transcontinental and Western Air. I guarantee you they weren't landing on grass land landing strips out there. They had they were paved back in the twenties.
1: Do you feel
0: better? No, it's just to the point where you sometimes you say goofy stuff, and I'm going like, okay, hold on, a minute. I
1: was just going by what my daddy had told me.
0: Well, <laughs> I don't think that. I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I mean, you know, to this day. They're still like, you know, the Creef Airport, right, that runs, uh, the, the, the main runway runs right along um, um, uh, 364. 364 out there in the valley. And I wish they'd cut down those stupid trees. Because you used to be able to, you're driving along there, especially going westbound, you used to be able to watch all the planes land. Now i got those goofy trees that grew out of the ditch right there. Anyway, uh, if they that's the main runway, and I can't remember what uh, runway it is, but they've got a crosswind wind runway there which is grass. Do you know that? They still land out there in the grass. Some of those old guys.
1: Oh, they have a grass runway?
0: Yeah, out there they do.
1: Oh, okay.
0: But <laughs>
1: don't you think that Lambert started out that same way?
0: No, the reason they have that grass runway is because these guys uh-huh. who fly those old planes from World War I still want to like act like they're flying back in the in the in the, you know, over 100 years ago and landing on grass.
1: Uh-huh. But, but What are you laughing at before? I, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> I can't remember anything. You're laughing. No. Well, well, but but what? See? This this Oh, uh, radio show today has just tickled me.
0: Yeah, tickled you. And probably nobody's left listening. That, not, <laughs> I'm always fascinated by people. If
1: not, they're going to pick up our podcast.
0: I'm always fascinated by people that, well, when I was young, I mean, my grandma used to do this. You know, I mean, my one grandmother. Wow, well, when I was a girl and she'd tell these stories and I'm going like, that never happened. You know what I mean? It was just it was just bizarre, weird stuff, you know? I mean,
1: well, I'm just going by. What he told me.
0: Okay, well, I tell my kids all the time. You know, matter of fact, I'm going to call my sons today. Check and go,
1: to your satisfaction.
0: I'm going to say, well, you know, I had great breakfast. I went out, and I and I killed a deer this morning. I slaughtered that deer up before I went on you know, cooked it up on my on my uh, on my fire pit in the backyard, and and then I hmm. got on my horse and I and I rode to work, and oh yeah, li- life was tough. Life is tough for me right now. And and then and then when I went to lunch, I I, I had to get on the buckboard and uh, had to go downtown and I wish they'd paved the main street downtown. You know, your buckboard, those little tiny wheels, they still get stuck in the mud. What's a buckboard? Don't you know what a buckboard is? No. You really don't know what a buckboard is? Come no. on. You've never watched any of those old Hollywood movies? All those westerns? Well, I
1: always watched the Hollywood movies growing up, because that's what me and my mom did. But I don't know what a buckboard is.
0: Buckboard is a four-wheeled wagon of simple construction meant to be drawn by a horse or other large animal. Buckboard. You've never really heard that before? I have not. Oh, yeah. Have you ever watched any of the old, the old, uh, you know, the like I said, the cowboy movies? They're talking about, well, you know, bring the yeah, buckboard they, they, they over. They don't
1: say, well, son, you need to get in your buckboard and take off now. <laughs> They never said that.
0: Well, back then there's a show. I don't know if you knew. But I mean, the culture hasn't hasn't ended. Back then there was buckboard uh, drifting. Did you know how they used to do buckboard drifting? Do you know that? And they used to <laughs> and, and they used to do buckboard burnouts.
1: Ignore, ignore, blah blah blah. <laughs> the, they'd
0: get the horse that you know, and then you know, and then and the you know the smoke would come off the the you know the horses the horses horseshoes you know stuff like that. And then they had the guys that tinted tinted the you know the side curtains on the buckboard you know. And then the the, the police would pull them over in their horses, and they had this little device where they'd check to make sure the tent wasn't too deep in the buckboards, you know, stuff like okay, that. Okay,
1: well, they didn't have police back then. They had marshals. So there. So, yeah, I'm calling BS on you, mister.
0: I can't believe you didn't know what a buckboard was.
1: There, uh, okay, uh, let, let's let's take it to a vote. Anybody that's listening, you have my cell phone number. You can find me on Facebook. Text me or Facebook message me and tell me if you knew what a buckboard was. (laughs) Because I did not know, and I grew up with the old movies.
0: And you've never heard that term before. I have not. Ever, 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 ever. I find that extremely hard to believe.
1: Well, you're a bit older than I am, Brad. I am. I'm 84. You are 84. And things that went down in 84 didn't go down in the 70s.
0: You don't think? No. That's because, you know, you know what the problem I had was? The, I, I oh, had so many. I had a concussion um, back in the '40s because I flew back in the '40s, and the concussion I had was we had a hard landing out at Lambert because uh, the ground, you know, the, when the ground was sort of, you know, when, when we—that's we, two. <laughs> when, when we landed, oh look, it's seven fifty-seven. <laughs> when we landed out there in that grass field, they hadn't cut it right, and one of the wheels got stuck on a tree that was in the middle of the runway because you know it was a grass a runway, yeah. And and well, we hit the rut. After we hit the tree that was in the middle of the runway, and I got a concussion uh that was one of those things that, that that's the way it was, and that's why I've been ever since and then and then back in the in the in the in the fifties uh I mean when we all you know rode our horses to work i mean I got you know there was a rattlesnake that came out of one of the you know one of the the side streets uh and it spooked my horse and it knocked me off the horse and it gave me my second concussion. Has anybody texted you yet
1: uh um, you've texted me, <laughs> and you said buckboards. Everybody knows about that.
0: See, see, people are texting you, and they're and they're agreeing that everybody knows about that. See, they're all with me. Hey, last break, seven fifty eight.